They just didn't. It was it was basically the same thing that happened with with MySpace. With my but MySpace didn't really have a major <laughs> fuck up. But when MySpace started doing the top eight, <laughs> shit, you know that's what gave Facebook that windows because it it created so much um, drama. You know, it's like because that you basically someone someone at MySpace thought it was a great idea to have you rank your friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And you would, yeah. and you, you, so you were, you were publicly saying, this is my number one friend, my number two friend, my number three friend. And, and it was a big deal if you move somebody's rank. Right. Yeah. If I moved you from eight to one, or I'm, you know, or I moved you from four, from four to five, it's like, now we got to talk about that in the conversation. Oh, oh, so why you move me down? That's how some people feel. Welcome back, BS with Brian Simpson. Um, Rob is off Twitter, right? Episode forty-five. Rob is off Twitter now. You you yeah, done, Skis? What's wrong? What's what happened? What happened? I'm, it's just private now, and it, dude. There was an interaction that I had that reminded me. This is why Twitter's awesome to lurk on, right? Twitter's awesome to just like pull up yep. and see what people are talking about. I lurk and on watch I, I, this. I've been on Reddit for nine and a half, no, maybe eleven years, no. Maybe like nine years, and I've made probably three comments the whole time. Same. I Same. Lur- I lurk. I'm a lurker. I lurk. So, um, yeah. Let me pull up the let me let me pull it up. But uh, was a thread that I was in. Yeah, I think it was on Tony's um, Tony Baker's uh, thread, and he was asking about sandwiches versus hamburgers. Oh, oh no, no. Whether hot dogs were also sandwiches. I think I'm oh, pretty no, sure no, it was no. hamburger. Whether yeah, whether hamburgers were sandwiches. Whether whether a hamburger was a sandwich, and you said that uh, a hamburger is a sandwich, but not all sandwiches are hamburgers in the same way that a gin is a vodka, but not all vodkas are gins. Right. Right. And somebody else chimed in with like, "Wait, all all vodkas or all gins are vodkas?" And I was like, and I chimed in, and I was like, "Yeah," because. A vodka is just any clear, unflavored liquor, right? Distilled right. liquor. Right. That's the technical definition of vodka. People mo- mostly think of vodka as like derived from potatoes, but that's not even correct because most vodka, you buy, most stuff labeled vodka in the store is not made from potatoes. It's made from rye or it's made from corn. And right, right. And somebody else was like, "Oh, so so like, they were kind of like." They go, you, you fucking idiot. They're like, oh, so so sake is is vodka? And I was like, no, that's brewed, not distilled. That's not, so that's not a vodka. And then I mentioned that it was like how every square is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square. Okay, another good analogy. And, Classic. Yeah, and some motherfucker put in like a, a, a screen grab saying like i don't know what website they got it from but saying that a re- like rectangle is contrasted with squares like they're different things and it's like I, this is why i don't talk to people on the internet cuz it's so fucking stupid Every, uh, you learn that in like fourth grade yeah rob you 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 fell into the trap rob you don't argue I did. On, you don't argue on twitter listen all, all I, you look you state your opinion and you leave True. Yeah, yeah. I don't. True. And I did not re-engage. I will say I did not re-engage. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to do. But I think I'm. I think it's been. It's probably been maybe six months since my last transgression, where I I went back and forth with somebody. I'll go forth, but I won't go back. I'll say something, but I'm. But but I'm done. Because because yeah because. Every single every I've never won a fight on the internet. Nobody wins. No, no. All you do is lose. You just lose your time. You lose your time. You lose your peace. You know, and it can go on for days, weeks, even. But there's some there's some Facebook before Twitter was like Twitter, and people were arguing yeah. on Facebook. There's some there's some epic Facebook threads that. I've seen go on for weeks, weeks of people back and forth, back and forth, 700 comments. And that's why I still don't understand because Twitter, I mean, Facebook does this 
um, uh, Instagram does this, TikTok does this. What I what I don't understand is like why is it that if like if you if you go onto a thread and there's a <clears throat> and it'll tell you there's 56 replies under this thing, mm-hmm. and you there's no way for you to go okay open it all the way up and show me all 56. You gotta it'll show you like seven at a time. If you click on it, it'll show you seven, and you gotta scroll to the bottom and click more and go to, just to get to the bottom. You right. Know, it, there's no there's no option for you to be like open it the, all the way to fuck up. Rip open the onion. I want to see all these. Com- I'm reading all 700 comments. Open right. it. Yeah. Stop making me click, 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 click. I don't know. That's just a little. I also pe- wish that it would open. I want the I want the sub threads to open underneath it. I want it to look like a like a flow chart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, I want to see. See and see and you can do that on Reddit. Yeah. You can be like, open this whole motherfucker. Anyway. That's because Reddit's for fucking nerds. Reddit is, I guess it is for nerds, but 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 <clears throat> Reddit Reddit is the internet. Everything, it's the center of everything, right? Yeah, that's that's where it's a lot the of front things, page of the internet, right? That's what it that's what it seemed like to me. Actually, I don't think that was their slogan. That was their who was their competitor that lost? It was Reddit, and it was something else. It was um, was it like Boing Boing or something? No, no. The name makes the name makes sense. It's a better name than Reddit, um, but I think they were the front page of the internet. Um, you know who I'm talking about? It was every. It was it was because in fact, at one point, I think this is it was bigger than Reddit. You know what I'm talking about? Let me see. Uh, what was it? Boing boing dig. Uh, I think it was dig. Was it dig? Yeah. Is dig still know. around? Um, no, I don't think so. Dig, okay, so Dig is still around. It says, Dig is the homepage of the internet featuring the best articles. So, yeah, that, that is their, that's still their Oh, Dig is still around? It's still around. I, I haven't talked about Dig in probably years or visited Dig in years. Yeah, and I don't know anyone that does. There's a, <laughs> I'm, also, I'm like I, looking at. I, when, there's a subreddit on what happened to Dig. Yeah, so it says. So this is a this is a Reddit post from seven years ago, but it says Dig was a news aggregate site very similar to Reddit. About five years ago, they updated the website, which really didn't work very well uh, <clears throat> for days, and removed many features while making it easier for power users to get content seen, while making it more difficult for normal users. Users were pissed and just flooded the site with protest links while others just quit using the site altogether. Believe their traffic dropped over 25% in less than a week. Those protest links were mostly Reddit links. Uh, <laughs> I always knew about wow. Reddit, but that forced me to actually look around. After the mass exodus, I left as well and joined up here. Yeah, so I think they, that's what happened. They fucked up and they, uh, they tried to force uh, they tried to force people to do you know it's institutional arrogance because right there was a point i remember when dig was the number one thing you know and um yeah i mean oh and they dropped the ball just like listen i'll never forget how google plus dropped the ball remember then oh god google plus was it was some fire ideas but i remember when I forget what change Facebook made, but Facebook made a major change that no one liked. And it was Google's moment. They, it was their window to go Google Plus, but they didn't. They didn't bang the drum. People was ready to leave Facebook. I forget what they did. They changed something about When did this happen? I'm not really sure, but it was, I mean, Google Plus was only around for like three years or four years, right? So it was, in, it was in that time period, but it, it was the year that it came out. It was the year Google Plus came out because mm. mm. I was in the beta, I think. And and Facebook, I think they changed it so that uh, like they changed the whole look of the site, and they also changed it so that you didn't get to decide what popped up in your feed. Oh, That's, this is where they switch over to like the news feed instead of like the personal yeah, feed. Where it was yeah, manicure, not manicure. And, and what people am I saying. Um, 
It was like it uh, was like that's, that's when the algorithm shit started. When they started showing you things that you weren't subscribed to, things that they right, thought you right, might right, like, right. and all this other shit, right? And people did not like that shit. And it was like, all right, everybody, let's get over the fucking Google Plus. And, and like, and Google was not. They just they were just caught lead lead footed. You know, it was their chance. All they had to be was be like, yo, we ain't changed nothing. Because it was cooler. It looked cooler than Facebook. For sure. It has some timeline. 2011, the timeline. 2011 was the same year that Google Plus came out. Yep. Yep. And people and they and Google just dropped the ball. They they really should have banged the drum loud. Like, welcome over to Google Plus. This and this and that. And and, um, and they just didn't. They just didn't. It was it was basically the same thing that happened with with MySpace. With my but MySpace didn't really have a major fuck up. But when MySpace started doing the top eight shit, you know that's what gave Facebook that Windows because it it created so much um, drama. You know, it was like because that you basically someone someone at MySpace thought it was a great idea to have you rank your friends. Right. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? And you would, yeah. and you, you, so you were, you were publicly saying, this is my number one friend, my number two friend, my number three friend. And, and it was a big deal if you move somebody's rank. Right. Yeah. If I moved you from eight to one or I'm, you know, or I moved you from four, from four to five, it's like, now we got to talk about that the next time I see you. So, also, oh, why you move me down? <laughs> That's how some people feel. They also, um, <clears throat> they also made MySpace made it so that you had to um, so that it like people started playing around with HTML so you could you could you could control how your page looked when people came to your page and you could do anything in the HTML and people would like have these you know annoying graphics and sparkles and shit it wasn't like uniform autoplay and, audio yeah, yeah it would autoplay a song it was fucking brutal and um and facebook just came out and it was just clean simple and people gravitated towards that shit you know i remember in 2000 like in 2000 maybe 2005 i remember telling my my buddy's little sister was graduating it was her it was it was her senior year she was graduating like around the same time he got at the service we we like did a road trip and in 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 the back in his hometown and his sister was graduating. Right. And I remember mm-hmm. her, and this was back when you had to have a college email address to have a Facebook. Right. Right. Yeah. And I remember she was excited cause she got into to the college and she, and she got on Facebook and I remember seeing her using it over her shoulder. And I remember saying to her, like, she, I remember her telling me like, Oh, this is the future. And I was like, no, it isn't. Everyone's on MySpace. Like, what, do you know? what is this? <laughs> I was like, how do you get on this? They're like, oh, you need a college email address. I was like, failure, failure. Everybody ain't go to college. You know, little did I know. Yeah, just four years later, MySpace is gone. I mean, it's not gone. You can go. You can still go on MySpace. And, and for whatever reason, some of your data is still there. But it's and I don't know how they chose what remains. You know, but if you so if you know if you had two hundred, three hundred pictures on MySpace, it'll probably be like it'll be like three of the pictures still there for some reason. You know, oh weird. Yeah, they tried to they tried to transition into a mu- a musicians uh, type of type of deal, but uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, nobody was interested. You know, I so. was in a band when that happened, and I remember us burning a lot of calories, getting followers on fucking MySpace and shit. Support for today's episode comes from True Classic, the absolute best-fitting T-shirts for men. Finding a comfy T-shirt is frustrating. Most T-shirts are too tight on your gut or look way too big. True Classics just fit better. Men's T-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models. That's just not going to work for us guys. Right? Got a little little extra on you. Um, now a lot of people don't realize this, but like you know, a lot, a lot of times what happens is somebody wants to sponsor the show, they'll send me a sample, they'll like mail it to me, and I remember Rob hit me up and going, "Hey, did you get the sample from? Um, did you get the shirt from True Classics?" And I was like, "Oh shit, I didn't even notice because I was already subscribed to True Classics before they knew who I was. I was already on the True Classics train." They actually send me two black T-shirts every two weeks or something like that. 
Um, I like I like that for when I'm on the road. Like when I go on stage, I know it's a fresh black tea. I don't got to worry about all you know, those extra stuff. It comes sealed up. It's nice just to not have to think about it. You know, I don't have to worry about new T-shirts, and I, I fucking ruin one, and and I know two more coming. And I've already been subscribed to them, and they do. They kind of they make you they're slimming because of the way they fit. Like you, you know how you get to you know how you get those. Um, well, I don't know if you've ever been fat, Rob, but. But a lot of times, what there what, what happens is like you you if you get a shirt that fits good around your arms, then it's usually not doesn't fit good around your waist, and so a little bit of your stomach is peeking out, which makes you look fatter. You know, or you got to have a yeah, or you got to get like a a shirt that's way too big so that doesn't happen, and it ends up like hanging over your gut like a um like a like a veil. Or something. Yeah, it's just hard when you you know when you when you when you're a little chunky. It's hard to find good fitting shirts, and so I use you know I wear them because they look they look they fit well, and fit is the most important thing in terms of clothing. It's more important than what color they are, whether they match, all of those stuff. Like if it fits well, you'll look good, and that's why I I like these t-shirts. It's simple. I don't got to think about it. Um, all of their gear is top-notch quality. All of their gear is top-notch quality at reasonable prices. And for you big boys, they have long body options and sizes up to 3XL. It's time you learn to dress like a gentleman. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with code BS. That's 25% off and free shipping over $100 with code BS at trueclassic.com. Yeah, let's do a couple articles. And, uh... So I just added this one to Trello because we got to talk about this. <clears throat> this is the newest one. It's from Vice. This is the Maryland lawmakers want to stop criminal cops from getting their pensions. Whoa. We need to send the message that you're a law enforcement officer and you commit crimes when you're on duty. Your pension will be at risk. Well, this is kind of like a workaround qualified immunity, huh? Um, a, f- a former Maryland park ranger was arrested and indicted in September for allegedly raping two of his female colleagues. But despite the grim crime he's accused of, he's still been allowed to collect nearly $95,000 of his pension as he awaits trial in jail. Now, two state lawmakers are hoping to pass legislation to prevent police officers from receiving retirement benefits after being convicted of a felony crime. Nobody wants to pay for police misconduct and still have the police receive those pensions. Maryland is one of 24 states that have no pension forfeiture laws on the books, meaning that any law enforcement officer who has a pension, even if they've been convicted of a crime, is allowed to collect it once they are 55 years old and have served more than 15 years in a job. Carter and her colleague, House Delegate Janelle Wilkins, hope to pass legislation next year giving the state attorney general the power to withhold part of or the entirety of an accused officer's pension, even if the officer meets the other pension requirements. The efforts allow the 27-count indictment of former Gunpowder Falls State Park manager Michael J. Browning, a 50-year veteran of the park who was accused of raping at least two female park employees. Browning allegedly met one of the victims when she was a teenager and hired her as a seasonal employee for the state park when she was an adult. When the two worked together, Browning and the and the woman, who was 40 years his junior, had a six-year-long romantic relationship. Police say that during a phone call with her earlier this year, Browning admitted to raping her at least 10 times. Okay. All right. Um. Well, so the I think the interesting part of this is that the Fraternal Order of Police, of course, have uh, come out against this law. Um... Well, that's that's a shocker. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're telling me that the police union is against holding policemen accountable? That's crazy. It's wild. No, um, look, I get because I know what they're saying to the rank and file officers. They're saying they're trying to they're trying to take your pension away. I mean, dude, if you if you if you rape two people, why should you collect retirement? First of all, <laughs> what could you even do with that money? You in prison. Because it, it, it says, it doesn't say if you're accused of. It says if you're convicted of a felony. Right. That means all your misdemeanors, no one cares. But it's like, but like yeah, if you, if you rape somebody or murder somebody, why do you get retirement? That's, 
That's wild. Because you know they do this. They do this to veterans. If you're receiving GI Bill benefits, or you're receiving, um, or you're receiving um, uh, disability, you can have your shit taken for a drug charge. You know. I didn't know that. Yeah, they can take your shit. They can take it from you. So you know, I I know I've known at least two people that have lost their education benefits because they got convicted on some drug shit. That's you know, so. Up. Yeah, but my point is, it's like it may, it, but it makes sense. It's like, well, it, it it makes sense in some circumstances, but you you, I, I I don't I would love to see the head of this uh, this union. I would love to see him make this argument. So you so you so you, can, mean, so you, you can, went this, you can lose you can lose you went, your GI benefits for a misdemeanor, or it has to be a felony drug charge. Um, I, I think it has to be a felony. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, well, no. I mean, that's still not ideal, but I, I, I don't know the answer. Any... I don't know the answer to okay. that question. I'm, I'm, let me look it up. But the point is, yeah. The, the point is, it, it. You know, how do you make the argument that that this dude that admitted to raping ten people should get his retirement? I mean, it's just a knee jerk reaction from the police union, right? Anytime, yeah. anytime, there's any attempt to hold police accountable for even the most egregious misdeeds the police union will jump in and but not so fast yeah this is this is nuts to me i don't um i would love to see okay so wait a minute the state fraternal order of police claims giving the state the ability to take away an officer's pension makes the job less attractive to potential new recruits Every police department in the state of Maryland is struggling to attract and retain people. Uh, <clears throat> he added that he hopes legislators wait until the effects of the Police Accountability Act of 2021, which went into effect July 1st, 2022, are more concrete. Holding holding cops who have been found guilty of misconduct accountable is an issue several states have tried to address head-on. States like California, Virginia, and Massachusetts have passed laws allowing them to decertify an officer, essentially ensuring that their record of bad behavior follows them if they try to find a job in law enforcement elsewhere in the country. Oh, look, that's going to keep them from getting... Okay, well, all right. <clears throat> I see. Well, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on this because I want to see where it goes. I would love to know. Um, I, I mean, I, we know where it's going to go. It's going to fail. You know, but there's hope, you know. There's hope. That's one of the things I miss about being religious. It's just ready access to hope. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could just hope in some situations where I just can't, and that, that I miss. You that. You got to make your own religion, Brian. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me money. My, my religion. <laughs> That's the most popular form of religion. Yeah. Give me money. Oh yeah. Orphaned neurological implants. When the company that powers your nervous system decides to pivot, what are we talking about here? The startup world's dirty, not-so-secret is that most startups fail. Startups are risky ventures, and their investors know it, so they cast a wide net, placing lots of bets on lots of startups and folding the ones that don't show promise, which sucks for the company employees, but also for the users who depend on the company's products. You know what is you know what this is like? You sink a bunch of time into familiarizing yourself with a new product. You spend money on accessories for it. You lock your data into it. You integrate it into your life, and then one morning, poof, all gone. The looming- so, so I don't, I don't, I don't want you to read the whole thing because How it's far, a long uh, article. Oh, goddamn! But if you scroll down, what about the devices inside your body? Earlier this year, many people with Argus optical implants, which allow blind people to see, lost their vision when the manufacturer Second Sight went bust. Nano Precision Medical, the company's new owners, aren't interested in maintaining the implants. So that's the end of the road for everyone with one of Argus's bionic eyes. The $150,000 per eye that those people paid is gone, and they have failing hardware permanently wired into their nervous systems. Having a bricked eye implant doesn't just rob you of your sight. Many Argus users experience crippling vertigo and other side effects of non-functional implants. The company has promised to, quote, do our best to provide virtual support to people whose Argus implants fail, but no more parts and no more patches. Second Sight wasn't the first neural implant vendor to abandon its customers, nor was it the last. 
Last week, Liam Drew told the stories of other neural abandonware in Abandoned, the human cost of neurotechnology failure in nature. So among that abandonware, ATI's neural implant for reducing cluster headaches, Nuvectra's spinal cord stimulator for chronic pain, Freehand's paralysis bypass for hands and arms, and others. People with these implants are left in a precarious limbo, reliant on reverse engineering and a dwindling supply of parts for maintenance. That sounds like a horror movie. Yeah. So, so, so bottom line, long story short, these people got implants so they could see. And then the company went out of business, and now they can't see. The implants are shut down. They're installed in their nervous systems. Yeah, they paid out the ass to get this yeah, $155,000 per eye? $150,000 per eye. That's, wow. But they worked. Uh, well, they some percentage of them worked somewhat, but now they don't work at all because they're not because they require upkeep and software patches, and they basically got like a beta version of them. And when it wasn't going as well as the businesses thought it would, they just shuttered it, and now they're not they're no longer supporting it. Uh, well, they're it's out of, a, it's, they're it, out of business, and they were bought by another company that doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, correct. Yeah, <clears throat> that's that's scary as shit. I wonder if they explained it to these people before they got the surgery. If they were like, you know, so just so you know, it's kind of a shaky proposition, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they signed a bunch of shit saying that they know it's experimental or that we wait, you know, that they waive any claim to the company if it goes out of business or whatever. But I mean. Even if they didn't, who are they going to sue? The company's out of business. Company's gone. Yeah, it's hard for me to be mad, you know, because like it's not like they it's not like they got conned. You know what I mean? Because that's that's the hard part. Is like it's a, it's a bunch of car artists out here. Um, I think it is a con, though. I think it is a I think it is a type of con it? because you're taking people who are desperate and, um. You're convincing them to underwrite a business that, if, if it succeeds, you're going to reap all the benefits because you're going to make billions of dollars off the technology. Um, and if it fails, then you just move on to the next thing. And these people have bricked eyeballs in their heads, you know. Mm. And and it's not it's not just like it's not just like they're back where they were, right? Because it's not like well they couldn't see before now they can't see. So they're out the 150k. It's like it causes medical problems to have abandoned cybernetic technology floating around your body. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, listen, there's a small chance it's not zero that one of these people might gain, you know, superpowers. True, <laughs> true. Non-zero chance. Yeah. Who knows what the those nanites might come together in their bloodstream in such a way that, you know, they can they can hack stuff with their mind or whatever. Well, so I'm just trying to look, I think I'm, trying, I'm looking for a silver lining. Sure. It's yeah. going to be hard to find one of them. It's going to be tough. Be uh, tough the one. solution, or one of the solutions that's offered in the article from Cory Doctorow is standardization. So, um... 86% of surgeons who implant neurostimulators back the approach of standardization. If components were common across devices, one manufacturer might be able to step in and offer spares when another goes under. Yes. So It's almost like we haven't learned this lesson before. Right. We, we run into this problem with everything. It's, well, it's one of those things where the, the, the government is going to have to step in and make it a law because, you know, it, like if, if it were up to these motherfuckers, you would like you – you would have a different socket in 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 different buildings depending on what cities you were in and different uh, <laughs> you know there wouldn't be usb like you know every every cable would be proprietary and every it's like we can't certain things can't be that way i, I think the first time they did it with it was with fire hydrants right it was like a like i didn't a, know that I, I don't know that i'm i think i just think i know i think i might know that <clears throat> But I mean, I do. I do know that it used to be that uh, fire um, 
fire departments were basically private enterprises that that um yeah, they they had their own had their own hydrants. they each one of them had their own standards they had their own yeah. trucks they had their own employees and everything and and uh if your house was on fire and you hadn't paid up then they just let your they just let your shit burn i think that's hilarious that, that actually happened recently right somebody wanted to, wanted them to save their house that did happen recently where somebody didn't somebody was in like an unincorporated section of the town or something like that and so they don't pay a general tax to the city, and most people that general tax part a part of it goes to the fire department. If you live outside of the incorporated area, you can pay an additional tax specifically for for the, for the fire department, and they did not pay that. So the fire department showed up and just let it burn. Yeah, and and, and let's not forget it's not it's not like it was something they didn't know about, right? Like they they openly right. refused to pay it. It it was a thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, and then when their house was on fire, they offered to pay it. <laughs> like the, the the fire department came out because their neighbor their neighbor paid it, so they, the fire department was just there in case the fire spread to the neighbor's house. But they weren't; they just let his house burn. Right, and you know, the cold blooded motherfucker in me. I think back then I was on the I was on the guy's side, but the cold blooded motherfucker in me is like, hey man, you know what? You don't get to play fucking sovereign citizen until your house is on fire and then that's expect, true i can understand that you know it's like you out here playing sovereign citizen and be sovereign motherfucker like otherwise participate in society yeah i agree you know it's like i refuse to pay this tax oh my house ain't even on fire it's like okay you're right what's the chances of my house burning now very small but it's not <laughs> but it's not zero you know it's one of those things. It's like, and and, it, and, it, and I don't even think it was that much per month. I think it was like 20, 20 bucks a month or something like that. And I think it was even less than that. Yeah. I, I think that there there should be a there should be a price that you can pay, and it needs to be low enough so that you just pay it. Like, like okay, so if you're in that situation, right, where you could have paid the monthly fee, but you didn't, and now your house is on fire, and the fire department is there. There should be some price that is low enough that you just pay it and it's cheaper than trying to rebuild your entire house. But it needs to be high enough that everybody doesn't just shirk the monthly fee. You know what I mean? You gotta yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be reasonable. That's just re- just, it's got to be reasonably priced. But, you know, but you, but you don't get, the, you know, it's like you don't get to get in a car accident and, and then call and get insurance. You know, that's. Right. That's what it is, you know? And uh, now, listen, I don't know if I could have stood there and watched somebody else's house burn down, but I probably could have. <laughs> I probably could have watched What if it. he had a Confederate flag tattoo on his calf, Brian? <laughs> well, that's different. Wait a minute, the firefighter <laughs> or, the, or the dude whose house was burning down? The dude whose house is burning down. Oh, yeah. Well, that would just make it funnier. <laughs> like, don't worry, man. You'll uh, rise. You'll rise again. Um. <laughs> uh, so I'm reading this. Uh, I found an article from the Inst- United States Department of Commerce Technology Administration, National Institute of Standards and Technology. Major U.S. cities using national standard fire hydrants one century after the Great Baltimore Fire. So you are correct. Um, 1904, Great Baltimore Fire. One of the reasons why it well, goddamn, went I'll out of correct. control. I'll be correct, nigga. That's twice, that's twice today. Is that <laughs> is that the um, the fire fire hydrants throughout Baltimore had different threadings on them, and it, they weren't standardized. So Baltimore basically burned down in 1904, and so uh, uh, and it's due for another. Yep. I'm After the Baltimore fire, a national standard for fire hydrant connections was adopted by the National Fire Protection Association. 100 years after the great, so this is from 2004, 100 years after the great Baltimore fire, 18 out of the 48 most populated U.S. cities have installed national standard fire hydrants. <laughs> so there's still so 30 still, of them. Yeah. That, yeah. It's almost like we have this habit of not learning lessons from the past. Correct. Right? Like, for example, th- this next article, <laughs> TikTok promoted deep fake AI porn of Billie Eilish. Okay. You ain't we we ain't gonna be able to stop this. We just need to accept this. The AI porn is 
it's here and it's here to stay. It may it it may destroy humanity. Porn that you get to decide, like you get to take your celebrity crush and put them in a porno. That ain't going nowhere. That ain't going nowhere. They they gonna have to make this illegal. I haven't read this article yet. Let's just read the article. Uh, the modified images of the singer. Oh, so it was so it was it was sent to people's for you pages, which is the if you don't have TikTok, it's just the front page of TikTok. The modif- your your personal front page. The modified images of the singer were viewed 11 million times before being removed for violating TikTok's community guidelines around sexual harassment. That's an- that's another thing that's weird to me. How there is porn on TikTok, but you just but you have to say "segs" instead of "sex" in the subtitles, or it'll fucking I don't. It's weird. It's so weird. Um, Ultra sexualized images of Billie Eilish likened to deep fake pornography went viral on TikTok and were amplified by the app's algorithm. A photo gallery video featured, featuring the singer's face on sexually exaggerated bodies was seen by 11 million people in four days before being removed for violating TikTok's community guidelines around sexual harassment. So it wasn't porn, it was her on sexy bodies. Tracy Hart, because they won't show me the pictures. So I guess I guess that doesn't make sense. Tracy, it, it was porn. Tracy, okay, so was it like, okay. Tracy Harwood, professor of digital culture at the UK's uh, De Montfort University, told Vice World News it looked like the images had been created using some form of AI imaging. Or Well, no shit. <laughs> uh, many women have said that the apps are perpetuating misogyny by removing their clothes or presenting them with sexualized bodies. You can't stop it. Megan Fox is one amongst several public figures who have recently criticized Linza for sexualizing self-generated AI images. Uh, okay, that's a whole separate thing that's bullshit. I mean, it's, well, how do you sexualize, so So they're saying the AI is is misogynist? No, they're saying that people are using, the AI is making it possible for people to Make take, sexual stuff. Yeah, but make, you, yeah. so what? I don't understand her argument there. It's possible for me to do this. I, I could sexualize somebody with a paintbrush. This just makes it so that I don't have to paint it. It's, it's like, mm. are, are they saying we got to program AIs to do everything except sexual stuff? She revealed that one of the reasons behind her trademark baggy clothes is that nobody can have an opinion because they haven't seen what's underneath. Nobody can be like, she's slim thick, she's not slim thick, she's got a flat ass, she's got a fat ass. No one can say any of that because they don't know. Oh, she's talking. Billy Eilish is talking about why she doesn't dress, why she wears baggy clothes. Right, because she uh, became famous when she was young, and um, yeah, but it's like you ain't gonna be able to stop this, bruh. <laughs> like all your efforts to stop this is gonna be in vain. I'm trying to tell you some good shit. When when people discover a new way to beat off, it's permanently in the record. It, it's also, I mean, th- this is this is news because this was seen by 11 million people. And, uh, it's, it and, it's, and it's Billy and it's Billy Eilish and it's Bi- Billy Eilish, but but you can and I have seen like on the internet deep fake porn that is like full video of people and it's pretty uncanny. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You, I, I, I understand why this uh, what might upset someone, right? <laughs> but but recognize that like this is here to stay. This is here to stay. It just is. You, you. There is no way for you to stop this from. Listen, it, it, it's hard for them. Anytime a new technology is a, gets used to give people exactly what they want, you can't mm-hmm. stop it. It's, it's the same thing they tried to do. With, you know, with with Nap with Napster. I mean, they destroyed Napster, but now they give away the music for free. Now you pay. Now you stream. Now you subscribe, and you can listen to any songs you yeah. want. Because it was inevitable. They and they the record industry wasted hundreds of millions of dollars trying to stop downloads. The movie industry did the same fucking thing and now they all let you watch for free. You, you know, it's because wow. it's because it's because the, the the well not free, but you understand what I'm saying. It's like the, they were trying to stop you from streaming movies to your house. Because they thought they were losing money. And they wasted so much money trying to stop you from streaming. And then they realized, oh, we just have to do it and make the money from that. We just have to let them stream it. 
because because that's the thing. Most well, that's, pe- that's that's like that's like with Pam and Tommy, right? Did you watch that show, Pam and Tommy, about the Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee uh, uh, no, no. B- video? Mm. Well, part of part mm. of the um, part of the reason. <clears throat> What eventually ended up happening was they eventually sold the rights because they're like, we can't stop the piracy because this is like a public thing. And and what they ended up doing was they sold the rights to somebody else so that that guy could go after people for copyright infringement. Right. Right. So so it's it's the same it's the same thing here where it's like um, or it's a similar thing where it's like. A lot of people are going to have a tough decision of do they just get on the train and license their image for this, oh, right? Yeah. But see, the thing that's still fucked up about it is like you still have rights to your own image, so you know you could make an argument that a lot of the stuff is illegal anyway. Well, you have no. Well, well, yeah, but you have rights to your image insofar as people can't use your image for commercial reasons but your but your public right. your public images that are not that are not being profited from or not being used to enhance other people's shit i don't know you can't stop that cuz cuz here's here's where this this is leading i mean they'll probably stop people making stuff of famous people and putting it out somewhere. but they they are going to come out with a program pornhub is going to be behind it or or one of these sites where you can just tell it who you want to see do what, and it'll just make it for you. Like right. I, that's what I, I think. Yeah, I think eventually all of the porn there won't be more porn being put up on the internet. It'll just be you paying a fee to watch whatever porn you can imagine. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's coming, and ain't nothing you can do to stop it. You just say, "I want this scene with this woman and that woman and that guy," and yep. it just pops it out that's where we headed i'm telling you put them all in put them all in batman costumes and make an anime and then it'll be and then it'll get streamed and then because the next the ne- and the next step after that is that shit getting beamed right into your motherfucking cerebral <laughs> cortex yeah and then they abandon that and then they abandon that software implant <laughs> right you just stuck you just stuck half hard in the hotel room in, in your brain yeah Sorry, buddy, you didn't get the update. Yeah, man, it's it's coming. iPorn. iPorn is coming, bro. Um, all right, we got time for one more. All right. Seattle tech worker charged for theft inspired by the movie Office Space. Prosecutors in Seattle filed charges this week against the software engineer who accused who was accused of theft scheme that swiped approximately three hundred thousand dollars from his employer. Oh, how he do it? Uh, Ermenildo Castro, 28, of Tacoma, allegedly told detectives that he was inspired uh, by the 90s movie Office Space when he devised a plan to divert customer fees from his employer, Zulily.com, into his own bank accounts. According to document, according to documents, Castro was software. Castro wrote software code that manipulated the entire retailer's checkout page to send the shipping fees into his own account. The charges allege Castro netted $260,000 in stolen shipping fees. Seattle police detectives said Castro also used his position as a software engineer to manipulate prices on Zulily to purchase approximately $4,000 to $1,000 in merchandise for pennies on the dollar. According to police, the company's cybersecurity staff found a document on Castro's laptop file, Office Space Project, which outlined Castro's scheme to clean up evidence by manipulating audit logs and disabling alarm logging. The theft began in February, and by March, the company had identified discrepancies in the shipping fees being charged to customers. An SPD report states Castro was part of the team assigned to investigate the discrepancies in shipping fees. (laughs) Zulily investigators eventually caught on to Castro's scheme and went to his house in Tacoma where they found boxes of merchandise piled up outside the front door and driveway, the report states. In total, Zulily's team said Castro had sent over 1,000 items to his house. In an interview with police, Castro claimed that the orders came to his house were the result of a mistake during a test, and he forgot to return the items and did not notify Zulily's staff. Okay. Um, When asked why he never returned the items to Zulily, he said that once they fired him, his opinion was, fuck them. Hey, I'm with that. Um... 
this is this is hilarious. So Atlanta police detectives wrote a narrative explaining how Castro's alleged scheming related to the movie Office Space. That's funny. The, uh, but but <laughs> but why 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 does it matter why a motherfucker that stole a quarter of a million dollars why he didn't return some shit? Because because they fired him. Fuck them. <laughs> why would you even? Why would you ask? Why would you need to ask that question? Uh, why didn't you ever return this shit that you ordered? Like he, yo, he just stole a quarter million dollars. I don't even know what does Zulily what does Zulily sell? Zulily everything you know, toys and toys and equipment and stuff like just kind of everything. Oh, They're owned by QVC. Oh, okay, like a, like a little stylized little QVC. I see, I see. Damn, he was getting that bread though. I wonder how he got how he fucked up. Like, how did they catch him? He was being greedy, probably. Well, I mean, they found the um, they found the office space project document on his laptop. Yeah, but why were they searching his laptop? Uh, I'm not sure. I wonder if that's part of just a standard cybersecurity. You know, they they're checking up on his laptop to make sure it's secure, and then they say, well, "What the fuck is this?" And they double click on it, or what? I don't know. Yeah. It says the theft began in February, and by March the company had identified discrepancies in the shipping fees being charged to customers. So that's how they, that's how they got Damn. on the trail. So, so this motherfucker made a, he made a quarter million dollars in one month. So yeah, you were doing yeah. too much. You was doing too much, my guy. It's always motherfuckers being. You know what? You know what I realized. It's exactly what happened in Office Space, right? Because they were supposed to be scraping in Office Space. They were supposed to be scraping penny fractions of a penny, right? That were like rounded down, right? Right. And they and and Michael Bolton messes it up, and so they're just taking like they get like hundreds of thousands of dollars overnight, right? Right. And and that's how they fucked up. This guy, same thing. If he had just done a little bit, just yeah. a little bit, then they wouldn't notice. Yeah, it. you fucked up. You, and there's no way you should have made a quarter million dollars in a month. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? You could have been making a thousand dollars a month, you know, or or five thousand dollars a month for the rest of your life. Yep, a quarter million dollars in one time. You just being you just being stupid. And this is this is something I realized, man. Oftentimes, the people smart enough to get away with crimes are smart enough to know that 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 they're smart enough to know not to do them. You know what I mean? It's like most of the, most the, the 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 smart the smartest criminals are usually people that are just. They're either smart enough to get away with it, and and they have and they, but they have a tremendous ego, or they're not quite smart enough to get away with it. Right. Yeah, shit like this, shit like this. You know, I'm, or, I'm, or I, I, it's I know too a few easy folks, to get lazy. Yeah, I know. I know a few folks with an alternative lifestyle. That, <laughs> you know, that may be maybe a bit left of the law, if you might say. Um. And I can't tell you, just throughout my life, I've known a lot of people, and 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 I can't tell you how many times I've had to explain to people like how they're being, you know, flippant or they're not being paranoid enough. You know what I mean? You like yeah. you gotta con- you gotta convince a motherfucker to sell cocaine to be paranoid, be more paranoid. Like you know, like maybe not, maybe don't have people come to your house to, right. to buy to buy from you. Yeah. I think that's a mistake every <laughs> I think that's a mistake every crack seller has to learn at some point. Like don't let crackheads come in your house cuz I was they, uh oh, go ahead, go ahead. Cuz they will they won't like that 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 urge of crack, that wanting crack, that shit override all logic. They'll they'll knock on your door whenever the fuck. Even if you tell them not right. to, even if you say never come here again. They're like a they're like a cat. You know, it's like they know I got crack here before. And so I'm just going to keep making the rounds at all the places that I've gotten crack before, and I'm just going to see if it might be some crack around. You know, I mean, and I that's, not, over, that's not just crack. It goes for all all fiends. Yeah. I was over at a client's house one time. I'm not going to say which client it was. This was a long time ago, too. Um, they're not a current client. But I was over at a client's house, and he was a comedian. And... um. While I was over there, I was over there for business, and but it was late, and this guy shows up, knocks on the door, and the client's like, oh, can you go let him in? So I go and I open the door, 
And there's this guy walks in and he's like, I'm Jimmy or whatever the fuck his name was. And I'm like, oh, what's up, man? And I went to like give him like a dap, you know, because I figured he was just like a friend. And this dude handed me cocaine. (laughs) And I realized this is his drug dealer. And I was like, and after, and you know, it's a whatever, like none, none of my, none of my business or whatever. But so after the guy left, I'm like, you gotta get a new drug dealer because that dude's just handing people cocaine in your house, and he had no idea who the fuck I was. Like that's you need you need to have your head on a swivel a little bit more than that if you're going to be dealing drugs in Los Angeles. It depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. See, see the the yeah. It, 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 and there's a certain comfort that comes from knowing that your drug dealer is a savvy criminal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm an adult now, but back when I partook um, more more frequently, it's like the dude, that's, the dude that sold me drugs, or the main guy, I don't know, man, he probably been doing business for like 20 years, and he never got caught. He old school. He old school. Not, he ain't suspicious. Not even suspicious of nobody. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never been to this nigga's house. I ain't never been in his house. I don't. I don't even know if I, I don't even know if that's the neighborhood he live in. But I, I, I'm always met him in the same neighborhood, and, and always in a different, a different place. Yeah, yeah. And he don't, you know, he don't answer the phone. He don't respond to texts. None of that nope. shit. No. You call him, and then he'll call you back, maybe from some other number. That's it. It's like, and then he'll meet you somewhere random that he decide, and he don't, you know, and I don't, maybe he's gotten in trouble before. I don't know, but he don't seem like it. Seems like every time I see the nigga, he's doing better. <laughs> Did <laughs> drug dealers still use beepers? No, I don't. Are beepers still around? Um, they may be, but I think they're so. I think that would get you caught if you if you used a pager because there's so few people that use them. It would be so easy to investigate you. You know? Yeah, I think it's only only doctors have beepers anymore. Yeah, um or something. Yeah, and they're probably they're probably really sophisticated. Yeah. Now. I wonder if you I wonder if you could come out with a product that was just that. That was just texts. Like if Dumb you phone, they have those, right? I mean, what do they call them? Dumb phones instead of smartphones. They got dumb phones that only only some of them only do phone calls and some of them only do phone calls and texts i think but there's no there's no there's no bluetooth there's no wi-fi connectivity there's no internet there's no email oh god there's no apps none of that shit it's just like it i think like, aziz ansari has one of those it's not, it, it, He's it's got, not like you like you were describing like a post-apocalyptic <laughs> <laughs> there's no apps no emails there's no some people fucking need that man some people need that shit to like function you, in life. If you had to boil, if you had to boil your da- your phone down to just the necessary functionalities, what would you have? Well, obviously, texting, uh, texting, um, phone calls, email, a notes app, and I gotta at least be able to surf Safari or Chrome or whatever in reader mode because I look mm. shit up on the internet all the time. I don't, I really don't need like Twitter and Facebook and I mean, I don't ever use Facebook anyway, but I don't need any of the apps and stuff. Oh, uh, let let, let, let me me rephrase. You you get five, you get five apps, five apps. So does, does any, any, any application you get five icons. Okay. Okay. Gmail. Okay. I'm, I'm, I agree with that. Chrome. Chrome, okay, I agree with that. Well, I'm a Firefox. Fo- can- camera? Nope. That's not essential for you- me. Not essential, okay. Uh, Notes app or Evernote or one of them or whatever, you know, okay. I mean. De- I, yeah, de- I, I yeah definitely, de- definitely Evernote, yeah. Honestly, I don't know what the fifth one would be. What would your fifth one be? Well, also you got to. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say text, Gmail, Evernote, YouTube. Um, and 
Well, if text if text counts as one, then that's got to be one of my five. I have to have texts. Yeah. So like, I probably got to get rid of something. You know what? I, I'm gonna I'll get rid of notes, and I'll put and I'll throw YouTube on there, and yeah, you, I'll just you, carry around a notebook. Well, no, well, you know what though? You could you could put you could use your email for notes. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But yeah. It would be it would it would be nice because sometimes I do that. I do a clean slate and I just re I reset the the launcher just so I can have less shit on my front page or whatever. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, sometimes sometimes it's good to just reset it and then and as you need apps, add them to the screen because then you realize that like it's a lot of shit cluttering up your screen that you don't really because I only have the, the stuff on my first screen are only things that I use every day. And the stuff on my mm. second screen is stuff that I use every week. You know, and then I don't have anything else. And then and then the next screen is is a, just a widget of my calendar. So I don't I just I, cleaned up Oh go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just I just cleaned up my laptop the other day. Um so like my laptop is clean as a whistle now where I took I went through all my shit, like all the the documents folder, the downloads folder, cleaned up the desktop, everything and everything that I needed to keep, I threw in a folder and put that on Dropbox and then like, you know, online only synced it so it's on Dropbox and not on my computer and everything, but it's still accessible if I need it from my computer. So I got back like 800 gigs of space on my computer and everything's like nice and clean. It feels good. Yeah, I love it. I love it. it it's so it's so much it gives you so much like mental clarity to not have icons all over the place fighting for your attention. All right. Let's do one more. Do we have any emails? Um, we got a couple other emails that would be uh oh, we have shit. an advice champ. Yeah, about advice. um buying a TV. Which I feel like you might be interested interested in that one. Um oh no no no. Well, I don't have an answer for that guy yet, so Okay, let's, okay. let's do a different one. Uh... No, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna end this episode on the on the advice champ. I almost named this. I almost renamed the podcast the advice champ. Um, but it's too inside baseball. Okay. <clears throat> hey, advice champ. So I use my Xbox as my main source of entertainment, but my TV is a Magnavox from like 2012. I game fine and stream everything. I watch, <clears throat> but how more worth it is it Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I'm that's that's verbatim. Let me I mean let me let me start over. Hey advice champ. So I use my Xbox as a main as my main source of entertainment, but my TV is a Magnavox from like twenty twelve. I game fine and stream everything I watch. But how more worth it is it to invest I think he means how much more worth it is it? How much more worth it? To invest money on a 4K TV, for example, to increase my viewing experience. But I still feel behind because my friends always go for the latest and greatest. Am I missing out in the grand scheme of things? Thank you, champ. Yes! Yes, you are, Robert. Or Bobby. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, Bobby. You're missing out, buddy. Um, I asked Bobby. I replied to that email. I said, what's your budget? And he said around five to $800. Now, listen. Yes, it is well worth it to upgrade to a 4K TV. There has never been a better time to get a 4K TV right now. Um, for $800, though, because here's the thing. This, this is the truth of the matter. You don't need the latest, greatest bells and whistles and all that. I have, I have the latest, greatest, and it's definitely better than everything else. But... But that that's because I'm always trying to get the latest greatest. You ain't trying to keep up with the Joneses. So the fact that you have a Magnavox who they don't even sell TVs in the United States anymore. So, you know, if you, the fact that you have a Magnavox from 2012, from 10 years ago, means that any TV you buy is going to be better than the TV you have. 
You know what I mean? It's like, it, it, yeah. you know, now you're, you're, you being, because this is my deal. If you're the buy a TV every 10 years type of motherfucker, which is what going off this, that seemed like you, what you are. I would rather invest in a high quality item than buy a cheap item that I got to replace in five years. Because that's what's going on. When you bought this Magnavox back, that was the end of the hefty TV era. That was the end of the, the shit built to last. Like now you're, you, if you buy a television, you're going to have to buy another television in five years, maybe six, seven years, you know, if you take care of it. So anyway, the point is anything, any 4K TV you buy is going to be better than that shit you got. I mean, you're gaming just fine on a TV from 2012. <laughs> That's not 4K. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're gaming okay. This is one of those things where, I mean, you say you have friends that always need the latest and greatest. So what I, what I don't understand is how can you be at your friend's house and see they have a TV from, you know, from this decade and, 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 and you not understand what you're missing out on. Yes, you're definitely missing out. This isn't FOMO. This isn't like you're upgrading from the iPhone um, 11 to 12. This is like you got an iPhone 3 asking me, should you upgrade? It's like, yeah, of course you should. Definitely. And if I were you, I would save, I would save another, you know, four or $500 and, and, and start around that twelve to $1,300 range. You can get some really nice TVs in that range. I don't know what, what size you're looking for. You know, and I, and another thing too, is like, I don't know what your needs are. But 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 I just say as a general rule of thumb for me anyway, and this is after me spending the last year and some change um, researching TVs and returning them and all this other stuff. Uh, size matters more than everything. It, it, you you can't make up for the, for for that for that size, like you know. In, in other words, my point is. If you, I would, I would get a, I would get an eighty-five inch TV that would that what that was slightly less good than I would get like an amazing fifty-five inch TV. You know, that's just me. I I would, I prefer the larger ones. Anyway, you can get a nice, you can get a goddamn, you can get a goddamn, you can get a nice TV for thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah. And also depending, because, you know, maybe he's got, maybe he's gaming in like a smaller room or something. He doesn't need 85 inches. It depends. Like we have a smaller TV in our yeah. living room. We just upgraded that one. And it's a really nice Samsung. Um, How big? But, 50, 55? Yeah, I think it's 55. Yeah. Because um, that's just what, that's what just, that's just what fits in this the oh, space. Yeah. I can't know? go lower than that. I can't go lower than right. 55. No, no. Right. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. I, but, but but there there are there are there's a there's a I'm looking right now on Best Buy. This is not an ad for them, so I mean you know caveat emptor. But there's a Vizio 65 inch uh, MXQ for 850 bucks. Yeah, but you know, Viz- and that's a good TV. That's a good TV for 850 bucks. That's almost right in your budget. Yeah, but that that's not a good TV. That's an affordable TV. It's these well, yeah. like well, you know what, Rob? You know what? I'm contradicting myself. That, listen, that TV is going to be good for you because your TV is from 2012. <laughs> do, you do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like you like it, it's probably not even possible right now for you to buy a TV that's worse than that. There's probably not one on the market that you could buy that's worse than your Magnavox from 2012. So right. you there, you really can't go wrong, but. But again, it's like if you if you buy the Vizio right now for eight hundred dollars, you're gonna have to buy a new TV in three years. You know, Vizios are not made right. well. If I feel like right. if you're gonna if in terms of the budget market, I would look at TCL. The TCL TVs are slept on, but they but they be they be fucking delivering, man. Like the this yeah, the, the, the uh, six series is really good. Yeah, the then. TCL six series ain't no joke. Grab that, grab one of those, but you ain't gonna get it for eight hundred dollars. Not the best one. Right. Let, let, let me let me actually let me look at the prices of the T, T, the TCO uh, TVs real quick. Uh, Sixty-five inch six series four K UHD Dolby Vision blah 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 nine hundred and forty-eight bucks. Bam! There you go. And you you got the Dolby Vision. Um, I believe is it is it Mini LED or is it uh, OLED? Q 
QLED. Okay, yeah. So just mini LED. Yeah, so it's uh, uh you know. Yeah, mini LED. Yeah, you can't go you can't go wrong with that. That's not a bad TV at all. That's a good TV. Yeah, if you're going to go budget, go TCL. If not, save up and get a Sony or a Samsung um <clears throat> or an LG. You know, the, those are the only brands that's selling in the United States that are worth fucking with right now. To me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't fuck with uh I wouldn't fuck with Vizio. You know. Or uh, or they or they, or whoever, I don't know who the fuck makes these um like Amazon has like these Amazon Fire TVs or whatever, like don't fuck with those. <clears throat> it's like Insignia or something. Yeah, some shit, some bullshit. <laughs> don't buy yeah. I will say don't buy don't buy the budget budget shit, like the Insignia or whatever, like that that stuff is crap. Yeah. Um, don't get that. Yeah. So and listen, also download Grammarly for email. If you <laughs> right, um, you know. No, I'm just busting his it, balls. If it's more worth it as it is to worth it. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, email me at bswithbrownsimpson at gmail dot com. If you want tickets to my tour, go to brownsimpsoncomedy dot com. I'm coming up real soon. I'm coming to your city probably. Um, I know next week it'll be Huntsville, Alabama, and Nashville, the 20th through the, through the 22nd, followed up by Burlington, uh, Burlington Vermont, um, in the first week of March. So again, BS with Brian Simpson at gmail.com and Brian Simpson Comedy.com, and I'm BS Comedian on all social medias. Uh, also, don't forget to check out the Josh Parter show. Right? And, and also Apocalypse Soon. Apocalypse Soon with uh, Eddie Pepitone and um, Kevin Tinkin. Kevin Tinkin. And you got something to plug? ComedyFrequency.com. ComedyFrequency.com. 